Welcome back, everybody. I uh, didn't know what happened right there. I hit the record button and my screen froze. So, but we're good. <laughs> my, my end was normal. Ah, all right. Well, there you go. Apparently, so it's just me. Uh, my computer has decided that it's going to be 2006 today. Uh, everything is taking forever to load. Websites aren't opening. So you're uh, telling so. me t- take Jeff Ogilvy for next week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is he in the field? Probably not. But he won. He won the 06 U.S. Open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We Phil, just Phil's hitting in trash cans. Monty's fucking hitting shanks from the fairway. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff Ogilvy was getting up and down from literally everywhere. We uh, we just wrapped up the Memorial, which I think is a fun tournament. Uh, it's a <clears throat> super hard course. Um, you know what's so- funny? So when I when I was breaking it down this week, I was pulling a lot of names, and I wasn't seeing a lot of like. Like, no Justin Thomas, no... It was really, like, any of the guys who played last week in Texas didn't play this week. Like, no more... No, Morikawa did play. He didn't make the cut. I took him. Um, But some of those guys at the top, like, didn't play this. And I forgot. The Memorial is one of those tournaments where it's, like, generally... And it's a little different now because I think the top is a little bit deeper. But you would get... Oh, it's the Memorial. Tiger's probably going to play. It's Jack's place. It's Mirfield. The place is perfect. It's immaculate, whatever. Dudes don't play. Yeah. And then like David Lingmurth wins and Dirt McGirt wins. Like (laughs) it's been a little bit better lately, but I think that's because, you know, you got Cantlay has won twice. Like Cantlay is generally regarded as pretty good. Like, Cam Smith was first of all, the next time I bet Cam Smith, can you fucking stop me? <laughs> because did this you take dude, him for the US Open? No, I took Zalatoris. That's what I did that on the show, though. Yeah, I um, think I tailed you on that too. All my US Open stuff's gonna go in because I'm going to New Jersey next weekend. <clears throat> nice. Um, so, so is there a w- wedding? Yeah, wedding. So I'll be there for three days. Three days. No, we get down there Thursday, leave Saturday. So like two days. Um, so I'm going to put all my U.S. Open stuff in down there, I think. Nice. Um, that way I don't have to tie up my my MyBookie account. Yeah, shout out to MyBookie. Uh, go to MyBookie.com. Use the promo code SarcasmPod when you sign up to double your first deposit up to 1000 bucks. So if you are in a state that allows uh, legalized sports betting, I guess I can't really stop you from using the legal sports book. Well, but. no, you just check offshore too because you can get better numbers sometimes. Like, <clears throat> yeah, well, you always got to have multiple books, right? The, well, I don't, I don't, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I technically have three, but one of them is DraftKings, so it doesn't that doesn't count. count. It doesn't count unless I'm in New York for work or New Hampshire for pleasure, I guess. Oh, does Dra- DraftKings doesn't work in Rhode Island, does it? No. So Rhode Island only has their own sports book. Yeah. So it's only New Hampshire and uh, New York. Well, DraftKings places is a lot that of places. I, places that I would go to. Yeah. New York, New Jersey, New Hampshire. Like, are you ever going to have to go to New Jersey for work? Um, hopefully not. <laughs> Maybe Pennsylvania. Do you go to Pennsylvania? I will end up going to Pennsylvania at some point. I think point. Pennsylvania yeah. has it. Okay. Um. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I, I, have, go I only Pittsburgh. have my only out is my bookie because and the reason why, like I say, I'm going to put all my U.S. Open stuff in in DraftKings 
is because each if if I want more money on my offshore account, I have to add more money and there's a fee and all that crap. But I have the money on DraftKings. So what I will do, and as you guys saw with the PGA, I think I only took like three or four guys. But for the Masters, I took like nine guys. But that's because I went to Rhode Island and just put cash on them. So like when it, like if I'm only using my main offshore account, I'm not going to like put in all these crazy ass bets and all this ridiculous shit. But since I'm going to New Jersey and I can use my DraftKings account, I'll probably have like seven to 10 guys. And I already have Zalatoris. So yeah, I'll just continue to add. Now that's not good bankroll management, but trust me, it's not. <laughs> that would be betting for the entertainment of betting. It's called gambling. Like we're not, we're not betting anymore. We're gambling. Right, right, right. You're not betting. You're, you're not counting. You were gambling. Name <laughs> the movie. Uh, rounders. Nope. 21. Kevin uh, Spacey. You were gambling. You weren't counting. <laughs> um, I, I will give a, a quick shout out to DraftKings, though. Not a sponsor of the show, but they could be if they wanted to. Um, I don't know who this person is, but <clears throat> maybe about a month ago, I got like a random invitation to join uh, a, a DraftKings, like, you know, golf, weekly golf thing um, by Free Drop Billy. I don't know who Free Drop Billy is, but... He sends me like I've been doing it for like a month now, and there's really not really that many people. There's usually between like 30 and 45 people in it every week. So only it's the top two people win. But of the four weeks, I think I've done it. I think I've got maybe this was the fifth week because I've got second place twice and first place once. So I've made like, I don't know, 60 bucks off of this league. Um, What's the entry? It changes week to week. I think the ma- the masters, uh, not the masters, the the major. Um, what was the most recent major we just had? The PGA. PGA. I think the PGA was either a three or a five, but then all the other weeks I think are twos. And is it like a one entry max or is it? Yeah, single entry yeah. max. Yeah. Um, I don't know if uh, if I can invite people to it, but I might be. I'm worth not going to. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So I have no idea who this person is. Uh, so if, if it's a listener, if you're, a, if you listen to the podcast and you invited me uh, free drop Billy to your weekly DraftKings league, shout out to you. Uh, but I don't know who this person is, but yeah, you know, like I said, I've done pretty well in the, uh, in the group so far over the last like four or five weeks, however long it's been. Um, I want to bring up, a story about the betting markets. So now, so Canada has legal, we have legal. <clears throat> and I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been like sketchy shit going on. And if you, if you don't know anything about sports betting, what ends up happening is um, the American books, they really try to limit their liability, obviously, like they don't want to get crushed and they want to take everyone's money, obviously. Right. That's like, that's how that works. Um, 
<clears throat> so what you end up getting from that is some weird stuff. Like if you hit, let, let's just use me for an example. So like when I, when I hit that Tom Hoagie bet and I actually hit him live, I didn't have him. I didn't have him beforehand. Say my unit was. No, nah, cause the, the, the gamblers don't even do that. Let's just say I put uh 20 bucks on them at 66 to one. Yeah. So that would have paid out like 1300, 1400. Roughly. Yeah. Something like that. So the next time I log in, if I tried to bet at some of these places, what they might do is the next 66 to one that I try to do. And if I pit, if I did 20 bucks the last time, they might say, like, when you try to submit, you get like the wheel of death. And it's like, uh, your max bet for this is $7. And so what they do is, again, they, they, they put limits on people. And then so I'm betting an insignificant amount of money. So it's really never going to be an issue. Like, right. even if I took, even if I had, so like, even if that scenario played out, that's not enough money for people to give a fuck. Yeah. What is enough money for people to give a fuck sometimes is when they want to put $500 on like, uh, what sport are we in baseball? So like, say there's a 30 to one MVP favorite that someone wants to put 500 bucks on and 500 bucks for that person is like a unit. And that's what they bet on outrights and whatever they might get the wheel of death. And then it turns around and says, you can bet $47 or you can bet $4 and 23 cents. So limits are not uncommon to players that bet decent amounts of money. Um, getting outright banned from some places is not uncommon. If you ever, if you're curious about any of that, find Spanky on Twitter and you can see him getting kicked out of and limited from every book in is New he Jersey. Just at he's a per- Spanky. He's a- I think it, it might just be at Spanky. Yeah. Um, either way, you can find Spanky, the sports betting guy. It's it's e- three clicks. You'll find it. Um, and he gets limited at places. And the most recent one was actually some guy walks up to the counter, Colorado. Colorado's got the most legal American books in the state. They got like 20 of them. And I think it might have been a barstool book. So the guy goes up and I don't remember what the future was. <clears throat> But I believe it was an even money future, like plus 100. And he goes, what is the limit on that bet? They go, I don't know. We'll take it. We'll take it. Whatever, whatever your action is, we'll take it. We got it. He goes, okay. I want that bet plus 100, three grand. Okay. Then he goes, I want this bet at plus 130 and i'm going to give you 1500 for a different bet so total 4500 bucks and i make i I am making up the numbers but what happens the details of the story are correct but the numbers are made up because i don't remember them off the top of my head and i don't remember the guy's name so he pays the money they print the tickets and they hold on to the tickets so the tickets are printed. They just haven't been given back yet. Right. And then they go to them and they go, all right. So actually what, what what's going to happen is that plus 100, um, we're only going to take a thousand on that. 
oh, and it was plus 100. Now it's minus 150. Guys like, nope, just give me my fucking money back. Like, so what, so it's not uncommon to see shit like that. That's pretty extreme that the tickets were printed. They didn't give them to the guy and then they went. The guy Spanky, you'll see, like he'll go into a place if you go to it. Big, what's my max on college football sides? They'll be like five grand. Goes, okay. What about college football totals? They go 1,000. Okay. NFL sides. And like he just goes through the whole thing. Then when he goes to place the bet, the manager will come over and be like, no, I can't take that. Your, your max. I said, he, he goes, I just told you, he goes, you just told me five grand aside. They go, yeah, the max we're going to be able to do is 500. So that's how they, they limit people. And it's all, it's all about like limiting their exposure, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't think there's anything illegal, inherently illegal about that. Um, I think it's just shady business. But if every sports book does it to all these people, especially when they're pros, and that this is why there's beards and that's why there's different accounts and people go offshore, all that shit. So I think it's called Bet Regal, which is Canadian and it's only in Canada. And there was something with the one of the Canadian football games. <clears throat> the game ended. And then every the game ended, the bets were paid. And then bet regal, whatever, took the money back from the accounts and canceled all the bets saying that, um, they were void for a bad line. Now, if, if anyone has no idea what that means, a bad line would be um, the, uh, the spread tonight, Celtics, Warriors. It's uh, Warriors minus four and a half. And for some inexplicable reason, they posted minus one. That's a bad line. That's a wrong line. That is not the correct spread those bets would get canceled because one is not four and a half. It's wrong. It's off by three and a half points. Like there was a mistake somewhere, somehow, some way, whatever. Someone got fat fingers, whatever, whatever the reason. Now you could, now this happens sometimes too, with more sketchy ways. That would be like a simple, someone hit the wrong key or whatever. Like sometimes they get a, you get a bad line because uh, it gets announced in three seconds that Steph Curry's injured tonight. And then you rush and get your Celtics bet in and they cancel the bets because of info changes. That's a little bit sketchier, but that does happen. What does not happen is game ends. Money is paid and then money gets pulled back. That's insane to me. Right, right. And you're starting, and that is the by far the most extreme example. That's not limiting players. That's not bad line bullshit. That's literally like, stealing. The that's money literally back. stealing. Yeah. Yep. So the only thing that we are going to have to see as more and more books become legal and more and more people limit, and you got fucking Nicki Minaj's fucking posting bets now or some shit. Like Jesus. it's fucking insane. Like these regulators are going to have to kind of get their shit together. Yeah, because yeah. this is this is fucking nuts. So it's uh, 
It's interesting that you brought that up. I, I've heard that story before, and I've also heard and read some other things on Twitter. Um, and I shook my head when you said, I think it was Barstool, because it was. so In, in Colorado? Yeah. The, I, think that, I think that was a Barstool. So oh, the, that might have been DraftKings. The one think- thing that I will say about Barstool Sportsbook is that they've already created a reputation for themselves for being super shady. Um, because I've seen people post stuff on Twitter where similar to like what you were saying, they'll try and bet, you know, again, I'm making up numbers here, but they'll, they'll try and put a bet in for a thousand dollars on, you know, a plus plus one twenty odds. And then all of a sudden it'll get kicked back to them and say like error could bet couldn't be placed. And then the odds will immediately change to like minus one ten. Yeah. And like, yeah. and then and they're then like, get- okay, well, now I don't want the bet. Yeah. So like Barstool it, and Barstool has done that enough that like people all over Twitter talk about it. So yeah, there's there. It's almost like they're soliciting, especially with these newer books, like the new, like the like the Vegas ones don't do this much of shit. No, because they're it's Vegas. Like they, they've also they basically been, they've been doing it a long time. Like they've been yeah. doing it for a while. True. True. So it's true. like. The barstool books, whatever, if they hang like a six and everywhere else in Vegas is minus six and a half, like someone's going to come and drill that. Yeah. So then what, so what they're effectively doing is they're waiting for the pending bets to set their lines so they can see it's like, oh, well, guys are trying to get down on, on the Celtics tonight because we hung, um, plus five and a half. It's like, Oh shit, we got to like not allow those bets and we got to move that line. Yeah. Cause people drill things quick. Like it happens fast. Right. Right. Um, and then the other thing too, is that people aren't paying attention to. And I think that this has got to, I, I would actually think that this sounds illegal, but it's, it's for sure not the sports books employing or backing influencers who then give picks. How come no one is like questioning that? So if you, if you want, if you want to know more about this shit too, so you can go to Spanky's Twitter for about the limits, whatever you can find Adam Chernoff for the article about bet regal or regal bets, whatever the fuck their name is. And then if you want to learn more about like what the shady shit of sports betting, you got to go to chicken dinner with Sam Peniatovich. Um, because he'll talk, he got, well, he got into it. There's like Dan Lebitard. So Dan Lebitard is, uh, gets paid by DraftKings. And he puts out the Dan Lebitard parlay. And they were like three MMA fighters, all minus 500 or higher. So they're yeah. massive, massive favorites. Yeah. And so one of them lost and the bet lost. Right. But how is a sports book paying a person to give picks? Losing picks because they're all parlays and boosts and all this shit. Right. How is it not a conflict of interest to pay Dan Lebitard and then also allow him to pedal and boost a parlay? Knowing the hit rate on parlays. Yeah. Well, well, anyone that 
that tries to bet a parlay that are famous. First of all, betting a parlay is fucking stupid. Second of all, betting a parlay from a celebrity is the dumbest fucking thing ever. Yeah. So your tail, but the, this is the thing. They have such a massive following that people are going <clears> to <throat> tail that. So then what right. happens? And DraftKings makes a ton of fucking money off of that bet. Yes. So what happens is Sam goes after those bets because he took. I don't remember the order. It was like three massive underdog or it was three underdogs in the tournament. All three of them lost. And he turned around and did the three UFC favorites and one of them lost. So the bets lose, whatever. So he like, so Sam calls these people out and Sam's just a betting analyst um, working for Nesson now, Nesson bets and Fox bet and whatever the fuck. And people go, Oh, you just don't get the show. He's like, that is terrifying. He goes, what he goes, Oh, it's, so it's a joke. He goes, so this guy puts out a parlay and it's just supposed to be like a big gag. Yeah. Like we're all supposed to have a good laugh over it. Like for people that are actually in the industry and people that actually like want to bet money, like people see that money, that number and they want to, they want to win. They're not doing it to lose. Like no one right. places a bet to lose or right. no one places a bet. Cause they're in on the joke and it drives yeah. Sam nuts because He's taking so much shit for calling people out on their bullshit. So like there was another woman, uh, woman, it's like live moods on Twitter or whatever. And she works for FanDuel and she gave out some whatever picks and Sam went to her bet stamp, which tracks picks and she is a losing better. Like the picks are there now. I don't think, I think someone was tracking them on like for her. Like, right. I, I think I can just go on bet stamp and track someone's picks. Yeah. Um, and then it turned into that. He's trying to stifle women in the industry. And he's like, no, you don't get, he goes, you're a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. and he's blunt with shit like that. It's so funny. He goes, you are a fucking moron. Yeah. And no, he goes, I'm not trying to stifle anybody except I am trying to stifle someone who works for a sports book and is giving out losing picks. Right. So you got to know who you're following, I, it, it, but it's crazy. Like, like, especially something like that. Like how the fuck, how the fuck is it not like, is there no regulation yeah. on like, cause there is a regular, like there is a gaming board and there is regulatory, like right. there's regulators. Yeah. How the fuck are they allowing this to happen? I don't know. And I'd be interested. I mean, I'm I, no pun intended, but I'm willing to bet that um, ninety five plus percent of all of these like picks that these endorsed people are giving out are some sort of like parlay teaser, whatever. Like no one's giving out straight bets. Like no one, none of them is going to be like, Oh yeah, we're all going to take the warriors minus four and a half tonight. That's what, that's what we're riding with. They're going to be like, no, you're going to, you know, take uh, you're going to want to tease the warriors and the under, or, you know what I mean? Like they'll, they'll give you like the, in the same game parlays or, or same game teasers, or, you know, they'll give you like a bunch of dumb shit. And it's like, no one, again, I'm just saying, I don't know this for a fact, but I'd be willing to bet that those, the, the sports book backed uh, celebrities that give picks aren't giving straight picks. Like they're not going to tell you like, 
UFC, for example, they're not going to be like, take Alexander Volkanovsky at minus 170. They're going to be like, oh, no, you're going to take uh, Volkanovsky with uh, Waylon Zhang and also uh, fucking Alistair Overeem yeah, in, a par- in a parlay. And it's guaranteed for two out of three of them to hit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But not three. Yeah, and then Waylon <clears throat> Zhang goes out and gets fucking starched. You know, so it's like, all right, sick. Yeah. No, it's just, it's, it's comical. It's such a sketchy spot. And actually it's, it's almost funny because that shit only happens with the American books because they're legal. Right. That shit doesn't happen offshore. Right. You don't get offshore books paying people to give picks. Like you don't get that. Yeah. Now offshore sites have their good and bad too. Um, Nothing bad about mybookie.com though. No, I was say the code sarcasm pod doubles your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. No, because the bad the bad with offshore generally is with payout procedures. Right. So and my bookie is super super easy. You've withdrawn twice from my bookie, right? Yeah. So I've never withdrawn, but I've also never had an issue withdrawing. But that's why I ultimately went with them because bet online was like a minimum five hundred bucks. I'm like, I just don't bet enough. Yeah. I, I just don't. So. That's yeah. our, uh, I guess that's our sports gambling opener. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we bet on sports. And that's all the bullshit. <laughs> uh, well, if you want to talk about uh, bullshit, uh, CNN, this, so like everyone, everyone with a, with a, with a brain, right. With half a brain has been able to see through the bullshit of CNN over the last, I mean, at this point, probably upwards of what, seven years, maybe. Um, probably since old 45 got in. Yeah. Well, definitely since, since that's 2016, they, that's but little, they jumped the shark. I would say a little bit before that too. Um, so the, they just recently took over uh, new new ownership, right? So CNN um, was purchased by Discovery, I believe, um, or not CNN itself, but whoever owns like the parent company of CNN. I don't know if it was Viacom. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But we talked about it on the show like maybe a month ago that they already canceled CNN Plus. Uh, It it lasted like three or four weeks. They sunk like $420 million into it or something like that. Could they have ended uh, world hunger with that? Yeah, probably depending on who you ask. Um, (laughs) So the, the new CEO um, of CNN is uh, fuck. I don't know his name. I don't have it here in front of me, but uh, it's not Jeff Zucker anymore. Uh, Jeff Zucker was the guy that was there before and he was involved in a bunch of shit. I think he, uh, he was like banging one of the people that worked at CNN. So, uh, they're under new leadership, uh, Chris light, uh, but it's light like the, uh, the former GM of the, uh, Buccaneers it's L I C H T. So the new CEO, Chris light, um, has decided that CNN is going to cut back on breaking news. 
So the whole point of this, right, is so his 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 reasoning is that the label breaking news has become such a fixture on every channel and network that its impact has become lost on the audience. He's also come out and said he wants to move away from partisan commentary toward original journalism. So it now has a new set of internal rules to limit the overuse of, quote, breaking news. Uh, and then it says, you know, according to YouGov, which I don't know who they are, they're probably just another polling company, uh, 30, only 36% of Americans consider CNN trustworthy. Uh, not surprisingly, 66% of that is Democrats, and 11% of that is, uh, is Republicans. So it has the largest gap of uh, the 22 news outlets that were covered in the survey. So uh, basically, if you ask a Democrat about CNN, they say, of course, it's true. And if you ask a Republican, they say, of course, it's false. So new CEO Chris Light wants to get away with that. Uh, he's, he has come out and said on the record, we are going to be truth tellers focused on informing, not alarming our viewers. Um, you've already seen far less of the breaking news banner across our programming. Um, again, it's, it's become such a fixture on every channel that its impact has become lost. Uh, And all of this, he goes on and on and on. So to that, I say, bravo, sir. Um, this Chris Light guy at least is saying the right things. Uh, we shall see <laughs> what actually goes down, right? How it actually happens moving forward. But I remember back in the day, in like the 90s, in the early 2000s. Now, again, I'm super young, right? So I don't pay super close attention to the news, but from just what other people had said and just the general, you know, climate of people, um, back in the nineties and the early two thousands, CNN was the spot to go, right? Like CNN was the legit news. It was Wolf Blitzer. It was, I don't know, whoever the fuck was before him or all these guys that were a crossfire. I remember it was a big show. My grandfather used to watch that all the time. Um, but CNN was like the legit news source, right? Like everyone went to CNN for shit because they were just straight facts, right? Fox has always been right wing. MSNBC has always been left wing. They've gone harder in those directions over the last decade. But like up until, you know, let's call it like 2014-ish, uh, CNN has been pretty, pretty neutral, right? They've just been there. And now they're the furthest left arguably of them all um, until now. So the new CEO wants to fix that. He wants to bring CNN back to what it used to be. He wants to elevate real journalists and real journalism. And uh, I think he might be onto something. <clears throat> so sounds nice, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. You think it'll actually happen? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't because now I, I could be wrong. So if I'm guessing the market correctly, or I guess if I'm guessing the market incorrectly, then I'm going to be very fucking wrong. Um, I don't think people are going to watch CNN because they want actual journalism. 
I think people watch CNN right now because it's their side and they're listening to the right team. Yeah. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any saving CNN. I just, and that's a lack of faith in real, true, actual journalism in 2022. Well, there's a real hunger for legit journalism, right? There's a reason why the Joe Rogan show gets 11 million downloads an episode. There's a reason why, you know, the drinking bros podcast is so fucking big. Why Ben Shapiro is so fucking big. Why um, I'm trying to think of anyone else that does like news, current event stuff, but you know, whatever, like there's a reason why, that's that's the, the, the Joe Rogan show is such a bit. It's the biggest fucking show on the planet, right? It's by far the biggest show on the planet. He's bigger than Tucker Carlson. He's bigger than Rachel Maddow. He's bigger than all of them combined. Joe Rogan gets more views in one episode than I think like CNN, Fox, MSNBC combined in a month. So it's like Rogan blows everybody out of the water. But why is that? Because he's unbiased. Well, mostly unbiased. Um, and he goes into things with a general curiosity, right? And he's not a traditional journalist, but he kind of is one, right? He asks a lot of questions. He has some interesting people on, um, and he's not afraid to push back against people and their beliefs. Um, and he's, he's pretty good at, at playing both sides, right? Is, you know, I, I think back to um, some of the guests he's had on. He's had some uh, some climate change people on, and he's had some some climate change people that are like, oh, my God, the world's going to end. And he'll push them on their shit and be like, you guys have been saying this shit for 30 years and the world's not ended. And he'll like push on them. But then and in, in the next episode, he'll have someone on doing climate change that's like a climate change denier, right? That's like, oh, yeah, no, this is all bullshit, whatever. And he'll look at them and be like, well, that's bullshit because you can't say that humans have had zero impact on the environment. So he's he's good at playing both sides, right? Like he's good at, at, at pushing and forcing people to explain their thought process, I guess. Um so I think that if CNN were to go back to real journalism, I think they would thrive, right? And I don't, I'm not saying that it would take away from Joe Rogan because I think the people that follow Rogan now are always going to follow Rogan. Um, I mean, he's only gotten bigger, right? There's never been, in the, since 2009 when he started the show, there's never been any reports that his show has gotten less popular. Right. Like it's, he's just continued to get more and more popular over the last, what, 13 years, however long he's done the show. So CNN has been more ebbs and flows, right? Over since it started in like whatever the 70s, I think it was maybe. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think there's a, there's a hunger for it, right? People like, um, People like Glenn Greenwald. People like, oh, Breaking Points. That's the other one. Crystal and Saga, right? They're fucking huge because they're mostly unbiased, right? So I don't know. I think I think if, if CNN can turn it around, I think that they'll 
they'll actually become popular again. So what's the big difference between the things that <clears throat> you described in CNN? Uh, corporate sponsors, really. Well, I, I wasn't say. even going to say, I was just going to say corporate structure. Yeah. Yeah. Where there'll be certain things. It's got to get, a, it, it's all the same bullshit. Like every fucking journalistic right. stereotype we can think of. Well, it's got to come down oh, well, to this I got guy, this great Chris idea. F- it's like, oh, I got a great idea for a pitch. And the editor's like, nah. It's it's got to come down to the to to Chris Light, the new CEO, right? If he <clears throat> instills this environment of like we're done with the bullshit, we're done with the sensationalism and all of this shit, and we're just going back to straight facts, then it'll trickle down, right? Because it's like I said, it falls on his shoulders, and if people don't get in line, they got to go. It's as simple as that, right? Like if you're going to be an effective leader and you're going to be the CEO, you're taking over as a CEO of a company that's existed for 50 years at least. Again, I don't know how long CNN has been around. I would say roughly 50 years, if not maybe a little bit more. Um, and it's failing and it's, it's failing hard. Like it is doing a hard, it has been doing a hard nosedive for the last two years. And now you're the new CEO. Like, you can't go in and be like, okay, well, I know, I know, I know Brian Stelter. Yeah, I know you're a really nice guy. And I know, you know, you've been at the, you've been at the, uh, the agency for a while or the company for a while. And then you have the 7 p.m. show and you say some stuff and, okay, I'll let you do that. No, there's none of that shit. It's, hey, man, this is what we're doing. You either get on board or there's the door. And that I feel like that's what he has to do, right? He's got a clean house Um, or he needs the people that are there to get on board, right? It's either get on board or get off the ship. And if he doesn't do that, then it's just going to continue to spiral and crash and burn and not exist anymore, which I don't really give a fuck about because I don't watch it. I could care less. I just don't have a lot of faith that mainstream media can fight the or fight the fight of for all intents and purposes independent people yeah no there's certainly less red tape right but i think it really does come down to the leader and the leadership because look at netflix right people the the trans whatever like issues with the netflix the netflix ceo was like you don't like it just quit like all the the alleged trans people that work at netflix that the out of the entire population, trans makes up one percent of the world's population, or less than one percent probably of the world's population. But somehow, forty percent of the people that work at Netflix, some I guess, identify as trans. They all walk out, and the CEO of Netflix goes, "Get back to work, or you're fired." I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, but Dave Chappelle is mean. I'm not taking his special down. So Dave, Ch- Dave Chappelle pays your salary. Right, right. So, you know, the it, it takes something like that, right? The CEO of Netflix doesn't give a fuck. He's not woke. He doesn't deal with this woke bullshit. He cares about money. He cares about views and money at the end of the day. The whole Ricky Gervais thing. People tried to go after Ricky Gervais after his latest special saying he's a homophobe, he's a transphobe, he's a this phobe, he's that. He's he, it's like and Netflix is like, go fuck yourself. We're making money off of this stuff. We're not taking it down. So it's shit like that, right? And it's to a lesser degree, it's Spotify, right? So the CEO of Spotify did cave a little bit, 
because um, now they do like stupid COVID warning labels on episodes, but still like Spotify was like, no, we're not canceling Rogan. We're not canceling the show. Like we're standing by Joe Rogan. Like he, because he makes them money. <laughs> like there, there's a, like, there's a reason why they pay him $200 million a year because they, they are gambling to get back to the whole gambling thing that they are going to make more than $200 million a year in advertising dollars and in subscription money. So, you know, so they don't give a fuck. They stuck by Rogan and he just kept on keeping on. So it takes shit like that, right? It, It takes the leadership. So it can be done, but you need the leadership to stick to their guns, right? There's, there can't be any wishy-washy, like I said, like, okay, all right, that's fine. Like, I don't even know who else is on CNN besides Brian Stelter and Anderson Cooper, but like, I don't know, some other guy be like, Hey, stop sensationalizing everything. Like stop saying that, like, if you like that, this is the worst time to be like in the country, like that the country's going to shit. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't say that like every single day about every single thing. Like, about today, oh my God. The worst day of your life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> you know what I mean? It's like, oh no, there was a, uh, there's another mass shooting today. Oh my God. There's shootings every day. Right. It's like, well, no, that's not true. Like it's. Ah, I'd like to see the maps on that. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's the sensationalism. Right. And it's like, stop that or you're gone. So we'll see. Like I said, it at least sounds promising. Um, Someone from, will see. I won't see. From I couldn't movie. fucking st- even like when I thought I was supposed to watch like the news or something. I could not fucking stand it like ever. Never could fucking stand the goddamn news. <laughs> it's like, still to this point. It's like, yeah, I can't stand it. I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't understand what people get. I don't know. I'll never yeah. fucking get it. What's well, dumb? I'm just what it is. is. I'll just I'll just stick to what I know, which isn't a lot. But <laughs> uh, well, what I know uh, is that <clears throat> good old forty six uh, has decided to actually cancel some student loans, so he has officially come out and canceled uh, how much? $5.8 billion in student loan debt, uh, which is the largest single debt cancellation ever by the federal government. That's However, why my gas was fucking $4.90 the other day. Uh, no, that's just because he sucks. Which, okay. funny story, like this is a tangent, but I was at the gas station the other day, obviously getting gas. And that's so weird. I, I just kind of go there to smoke cigarettes yeah. <laughs> and hope for the best. <laughs> Having a gas fight like Zoolander. Yeah. So there's an older gentleman, I don't know, probably in his 60s, uh, on the other side of the pump. And he's filling up, I don't know, he's got like a RAV4, like a like a small SUV. And I have a Tacoma that fucking costs me a fuck ton of money every time I fill it up. But this guy was filling up his gas tank. We did not speak one word. You know, you're on the other side of the kiosk, right? Like, I don't fucking see it. Like, we're just filling up our gas tanks, right? We're just standing there. He takes the, the, the nozzle out of his gas tank, puts it back into the kiosk, 
and just goes, fuck Joe Biden. And then like gets back into his Toyota RAV4 and like drives away. Like there were no words spoken between. It wasn't like a, hey man, how you doing today? Like there was nothing. Like for all he knew, like I wasn't even standing there. And just, he just decided to out loud yell, fuck Joe Biden when he was done filling up his gas tank. And I started dying laughing. I was like, this is fucking incredible. Like I said, totally unprovoked, like no other conversation. This dude who's probably like 63 years old, who drives like a 2017 Toyota RAV4, probably just paid 65 bucks to fill up his gas tank, right? And he's like, fuck Joe Biden, gets back in his car and drives away. Amazing. Um, but back to the, the, the whole Biden thing. Uh, he, he forgave $5.8 billion in student loan debt. But have you seen anything on social media about this? No. Heard anybody talk about it? I haven't seen shit. No. You know why? Because it didn't actually do anything. All he did was forgive student loan debt for one college that no longer exists. So this one college was, or I guess it's a group of colleges, but it's this money, this forgive, this forgiveness. Yeah, that's the word. This for this loan forgiveness is to support people who attended Corinthian colleges which was a for-profit college system. Now, for anyone that doesn't know out there, um, all universities, or not all, but 97% of universities in the country are nonprofit organizations, which means they don't pay taxes. That is a massive, massive fucking joke. Yep, yep. Just like the NFL. The NFL is a nonprofit organization. Oh, just like the PGA Tour. Yeah, so it makes, the NFL makes- $10 $10 billion a year, they don't have to pay taxes on it. I don't know who's worse. The fuck it. I don't know what's worse, the, co- the college system or the NCAA. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, probably I'll, I'll, I'll lowball it. I'll say 95, 95% of all colleges and universities across the country are nonprofit, right? Nonprofit organizations, they're exempt from paying taxes. So there was this one group of colleges called Corinthian Colleges, which I'm assuming was probably after the uh, the religion. Isn't Corinthian like a, a sect of um, Book of Corinthians? Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a it's a Protestant. I think it's a, a sect of the Protestant religions. It's one of those. Like there's fifteen thousand Corinthian. I, I don't know how that works. Like the Book of Corinthian, like because it's not like like the Bible, like it's in the Bible, the Corinthians are in the Bible or right. Right. Or Corinthians, like whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So either way, Corinthian colleges, uh, was a for-profit system of colleges that went bankrupt in 2015, uh, after a series of lawsuits that accused the company of deceptive and misleading marketing practices. Weird that when you have a college that that works on a for-profit system that actually has to pay taxes, they get, they get got for doing shady shit and they go bankrupt. Not like, you know, any other college, like, you know, Harvard that's come out that they changed their shit for Asian people and made it harder for Asian people to get in, but whatever, we don't have to go there for that. Um, so this, this college went bankrupt in 2015 and there are 560,000 former students, roughly, 
um, that that are out there that still owe debt to the federal government um, for attending this college that doesn't exist anymore. So Biden forgave all of their student student loan debt. So he's getting lit up on Twitter because or was when this this came out a couple of days ago but he was getting lit up on Twitter and rightfully so right because people were like this motherfucker told us he was going to he was going to forgive student loans and then it came out that it was rumored he was going to forgive $10,000 per person and then he comes out and says yeah no I'm actually going to forgive now and everyone's like oh my god we're getting student loan forgiveness oh yeah by the way it's only for the 560,000 people that applied to, uh, or that not that applied, that, that went to and attended Corinthian colleges. Uh, all of their debt's gone. So now all these people are like- Technically, he's not a liar. Right. But all these people now are like, well, what about us? Right? So the total US federal loan student debt is $1.6 trillion. Um, I'm curious. I'm going to Google. Uh, it should only be 1.1 now. How many people? No. Fuck my math's way. Out. That's missing some decimal points. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how many people have student loan debt? 46 million Americans have some sort of student loan debt. Uh, he forgave 500, 560,000. 46 million people in the country have have been, you know, like I said, have some sort of debt, have been told, oh, yeah, there'll be some debt forgiveness. Biden comes out, I'm forgiving forgiving student loans. Oh, yeah, for all 46 million of us? No, for uh, just a couple. Oh, how many? Like 40 million? No, less. 20 million? Less. Uh, 1 million? Still less. Uh, well, how many? Five hundred and sixty thousand. Five hundred and sixty trillion into a fucking calculator. There's a lot of zeros. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking zeros in that. It's thirty-five that 12, grand a person. Twelve zeros. I just did. I I did one point six trillion divided by forty-six million. It's thirty-five grand a person. Yeah. So the average American has thirty-five. Well, not the the average outstanding debt per person is thirty-five thousand grand. I'd be willing to bet that the the average person probably has more than that. So. Yeah, I have no idea. Let's say statistically speaking, I don't know how that would work out. Yeah, I don't either. But. So. Here we are. He said uh, said he was going to do it. He, he said he was going to forgive student loan debt, and he did it. You didn't ask the right questions. To yeah. all you people that are outraged, did you ask the correct, correct question? <laughs> when he said he was going to forgive student loan debt, did you ask any follow-up questions? <laughs> For who? For what? Yeah. What schools? How much? You didn't ask the follow-up questions. So you can't criticize him for lying to you now. Right. You weren't thorough enough. I still think that they're going to do something, right? So um, the, the, the payment pause or whatever the fuck you want to call it, the 0% interest allegedly 
ends in August. Right? I've heard that before. They've extended it like four or five fucking times already in the last two years. So maybe, but I think if it ends in August, I wouldn't be surprised if they pass something that forgives some sort of student loan debt. Again, they, the number they keep going back to is $10,000 a person. Um, so let's just say that's what it is. I wouldn't be surprised that that's how, because they have to start collecting interest again, right? Like the, it, the federal government would be in a really bad way <laughs> if they just like never collect interest on this money ever again. So I think they'll, they'll end the interest pause in August, but in order to quell people from freaking the fuck out, they will forgive $10,000 per person in September, right? Maybe September, October, because what is immediately after that, that first week in November? Election. Midterm elections. Yep. So I think the Democrats are going to try and ride that wave into the midterms and be like, hey, don't forget, I voted to get you student loan forgiveness, so please keep me in office. And it might work in some, some districts, um, but it's, it's not going to save them from getting absolutely fucking crushed. Um, it would be like a last ditch effort to save from like getting completely inundated by this alleged red wave that's coming in the fall that is just absolutely massive. Now, if you pair the student loan forgiveness, right? If they forgive $10,000 per person in September, and then, I don't know, say in around the same time, uh, the Republicans do something fucking stupid again. Like, I don't know, uh, Texas trying to ban abortion or Oklahoma doing something fucking dumb again. Uh, well, then maybe they can act, the, the Democrats can actually fucking salvage this whole midterm and not get absolutely shit stomped. Um, but I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it, but you know, it's, I think that's going to, I think again, I'm not a fucking, who am I? I'm just an asshole. I'm not like a political analyst or anything, but if, if I were to guess on how things were going to go, how things were going to play out leading into the midterms, I'd say that's probably more, it's more likely than not, right. That that's probably how it's going to go. They'll end the, the interest freeze, right. So they'll start collecting interest again, but they'll forgive a little bit, 10,000 per person. And then they'll just hope that everyone shuts the fuck up and goes back to. No one will ever shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right. Cause that, that'll be their thing too. Right. So when people inevitably start freaking out, obviously also right after that is the holidays and people are like, Oh my God, I can't afford my student loans with the interest. And I can't afford my mortgage, this new house that I bought that I couldn't afford during the pandemic. And now everything's more expensive and all this shit that I spent all my money on. Now I have to do this because I didn't financially plan. Well, the Democrats are going to sit back and be like, well, well, we forgave your student loans. So for, like, what else do you want us to do? And then they'll ride that fucking coattail for two more years until the next election cycle. Well, I also, <laughs> so 
<clears throat> I would absolutely not be surprised to see that timeline play out the way, it, um, the way you described it. I also would not be surprised to also see it not work because the population of people that are up in arms about student loans are not the types of people that actually get their ass to the fucking polls to vote. That's so, a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like clamoring to the wrong population, which they'll probably do though, because I assume that they're, st- well, they're not all stupid. They're all cunts, but they're not all dumb. Yeah. Actually, most of them aren't stupid. All cunts. Yes. Not all stupid. Correct. Yeah. I don't even want to say that. I'm like, oh, well, they're dumb, so they'll probably do it anyway. It's like, nah, they ain't dumb. Some of them are definitely dumb. Cunts, yes. Like that uh, Marjorie Taylor Green lady? She's definitely dumb. Uh, she's Well, she's out of her mind. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would love to say that she's like, um, that she knows exactly what she's doing. And it's her. Who, who's the other one? Is it like Colorado or something? She's like super young. Uh... They're both out of their fucking minds. I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. All right. Bo- Bo- Bobert or something? Oh, Lauren Bobert. She's from, um, is she Colorado or Montana? No clue. She's she's like fairly young though. She's like 35, 36. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something she's like super, that. Super young. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to say that the two of them know exactly what they're doing. And it like clamors to like. They're being Trump, essentially. Who they want to like get votes from. They're doing the same shit that Trump did. <laughs> but I, but here's another. So I genuinely think those two are out of their minds. Trump was never out of his mind. He knew exactly what he was doing. Right. Every step right. of the way. Yeah. People don't give him enough credit for. Oh, yeah. He tweeted mean things, dude. Being the ultimate troll. Right. Like he he knew exactly what the fuck he was doing all the time. He knew it like he's been the guy's been in front of a camera for like 30 fucking years. He knows exactly what he's doing. Well, I even get a kick out of the vaccine stuff because it was like vaccine this vaccine that like left, right, whatever. And he goes, oh, my vaccines. Yeah, they're great, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He goes, remember, I developed those. Yeah. He's sitting there with the fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a Petri dish of fucking mRNA and stuff. And everyone is just, they're all full of shit, right? Like all you need is those two, right? You, Trump, Trump goes around saying, oh yeah, my vaccines, of course they're great. My, I, my, my administration developed them, right? I developed them. All right, buddy, you weren't in a fucking lab coat with a beaker <laughs> and a Bunsen burner. But then on the other side, Biden, the dickhead comes out and goes, well, when I got into office, there was no vaccines and we did this. So it's like, hey, hey, buddy, I know you got dementia, but I think you forgot that you got vaccinated before you even took office. Like there's pictures of you getting the vaccine before you got sworn into office. I don't know. So Joe, Joe was in mind. there with the Bunsen burner. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, like Trump, <laughs> Trump was like, Hey man, you want to leave me the, you want me to shut this Bunsen burner off for you? He goes, no, no, no. I'll just take it over. Yeah. I'll take it from here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're all full of shit. They're all just assholes, but yeah. at least Trump was funny. <laughs> Yeah, the other two are just tragic. I think they're both fucking out of their minds. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, like, dude, I really shouldn't know who these people are. And it makes me so fucking mad that I do. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the next few months go. I don't know when people can actually announce that they're running. 
Um, and maybe it's after the midterms, like because well, there's like campaign already, laws. Like I thought there was already. I thought people were already getting their nominations though. So what's her name? Mary Taylor Green. Yeah. Marjorie. Um, Marjorie. Whatever. I think she already won the Republican nomination in whatever the fuck state she's from. Oh no no no! That's that's different. I'm talking about for presidential. The presidential. Election. Oh, oh, presidential. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know when you can do that. Yeah, it's, it's got to be after these elections. I, I would imagine so. Right. Like, but I, I don't know. I don't know any of that shit. So. And it's just going to be a shit show for two years. We're going to have to hear about stupid bullshit presidential stuff. Well, because right? we this to. is because this is the off year. Right. This is the 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 two the two years of in between. So now they're just talking about stupid bullshit in like Georgia. And like fucking Tennessee that like I, no one gives a fuck about. But then in two, like for the next two years, they're going to be like, oh, presidential, presidential election. This guy's going to run for president. All right. Sick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But at least CNN won't have breaking news anymore. <laughs> huh, we'll see. <laughs> um, another interesting turn of events. So I saw this the other day, like briefly. Um, Jeffrey Epstein's islands have been up for sale, right? Um, however, they're not selling. No one's interested. I have to see if uh, I can uh, find dude, this. why? I did. Honestly, I'm genuinely surprised about this. So um, it appears buyers are not interested in purchasing the private islands that once belonged to Jeffrey Epstein. The Wall Street Journal reported on Thursday that Great St. James and Little St. James Islands were originally listed as a pair for $125 million. Dude, if you're super, <laughs> if you're super fucking rich, if you're super fucking rich, right? What's $125 million? Like, how has no one bought the, these fucking islands? So, all right. So, anyway, what, what, now, real quick, though, now their, their price has been reduced. So now they're being sold separately for $55 million, or you can obviously have both of them for 110. So can now it's. A, can, can I finance that? I mean, I kind of want an island. Can someone get me a, a phone line to Elon Musk? I can't afford to get there, but listen, man, like we got to buy these islands. Imagine that sarcasm speaks island. <laughs> it's just on fucking Epstein's islands. Fuck. That would cost so like this. This is why, like, I need fucking generational wealth. I should go play for the Saudis. <laughs> um, but 55 million DJ should buy one of the islands. He should. Um, 55 million build a golf course. Yeah, that's going to cost a lot of million dollars. Yeah, but like, how has no mega rich person... You know why? Decided to buy... Like, uh, so... Let, I, I, I have an outlandish theory as to why. Why is that? Because a lot of them have potentially visited that place and they're like, buy uh, it? Nah, I do not want yeah. my fucking... Nope, nope, yep. nope. Yep. No, that's fair. That's a very fair point. But if I were rich enough right like if i if i had 
$110 million. It sounds like a great to deal spend to buy islands. an island. I would buy the fucking islands for $110 million. And then I am going to go through that place with the finest fucking tooth comb that you could ever imagine. Now, I'm sure the FBI, ATF, CIA, fucking Mossad, everybody in their fucking mother, Interpol, I'm sure they've all been all over there. I don't give a fuck. I'm buying these fucking islands and I am searching for something, right? Like I'm going to be like, I got to find out what the fuck is going on here. And I don't know if I would hire a crew or if I would just do it myself. I don't give a fuck. I got $110 million to spend on islands. Chances are I don't have a lot of shit to do anyway. Why the fuck would you do it? You're going to sit there and fucking dig? I want to find something. Yeah, why the fuck wouldn't you hire a crew? Yeah, maybe I would. The likelihood of them finding something's a lot better than you. But like, I need to know more, right? Like I need to, I'm just mostly curious of being like, who, who was this fucking guy really? Like, who was he really? And is there like some secret fucking shit here? Like I said, I'm sure like Interpol and all those guys have gone through there, but you never know. They could have missed something. It's funny. If I had stupid money and like whatever, I would actually need to know less. I'd be like, get me a fucking bulldozer, knock all the shit down. We building. Yeah. I'm just surprised. I'm like genuinely surprised that no one has bought them. I like my theory. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've been there. Yep. Anyone who's been there will not buy those things. Maybe, uh, maybe Johnny Depp can buy them now. Well, no, How much he, did he win? Only fifteen million. But uh, that's not. Even, that's not going to get you an island. That's that's not going to get you. Is that a down payment on an island? Yeah, it's it could be. Could be a down payment on an island. Yeah. It's getting old though. Like I don't know if he's going to be able to pull in the rest of the money. Yeah. Well, she probably won't pay him anyway. So, <laughs> just like she did to the ACLU, she never paid him. Yeah, hate to see it. Yeah. She appropriate or what was the word she used? She intended to pay them though. I appropriate. Oh, 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 she she appropriated the funds. That's what she kept saying. She's like, oh no, I appropriated the funds. Like I'm gonna, yeah, but, I'm gonna but tell you the didn't ga- pay them at, at the gym. I'm gonna tell the gas company that. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I've appropriated the funds. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I've been meaning to pay. Yeah. Gen- genuinely have. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna pay. So again, anyone, if we have any mega fucking rich people that listen to the show and uh, you want to buy Epstein's Island, you let me know because I will hop on a plane and I will bring my fucking uh, tobacco, my tobacco pipe and medical detector and a magnifying medical detector, fucking metal detector. Yeah. I'll bring that too. I'll get a metal detector, a magnifying glass, and a nice tobacco pipe. I love, I love that. Like you're gonna find something. Like you know what you're, you don't even know what you're looking for. That's how you find the best things. <laughs> I don't even really work here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes this so difficult. We were you can't talking. Fire on... me. I don't even work here. Yeah, that's Kramer. Yeah. We were talking. Like I don't know why, but Cunty Chris was talking about like working somewhere part-time for a day just so we could fucking walk out on them one day. I go, what's the point? I go, and if you want to do it that bad, go just show up to a place and just start working. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to, uh, <clears throat> to my boss the other day. We were just, we were walking to go get coffee 
And he told me oh, that, keep him busy, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we were working late, so um, <laughs> maybe so, it would have been done earlier if he didn't quit. Yeah, probably. Um, so we were walking over, and he told me that his, <coughs> his first job was at a Walmart, and he was in high school or whatever. And he said it was his dream to quit that job. And as he walked out to just take his arm and just run down an aisle and just knock everything off the aisle and be like, fuck this place. I'm out of here. <laughs> he obviously never did it. Of course but, not. That's um, he did. He did say that was his, his ultimate dream was to, was to quit Walmart by fucking knocking everything off the shelf. <laughs> absolute dick move no yeah. one gets paid enough to clean that shit up no no it's just gonna stay there customers are gonna have to fucking buy their shit <laughs> off the ground <laughs> yeah if you want your pineapple it's uh dented and on the ground yeah yeah so enjoy <laughs> um all right well you want to uh, wrap this up yeah we can wrap this up all right um let me just pull up my uh my picture uh, I would like to dedicate this uh, this episode to Titanic Thompson. <laughs> now, I sent this picture in the group chat. There's a book by Kevin Cook called The True Story of Titanic Thompson. And I'm going to read the words on the book. Killed five men, married five women, the man who bet on everything, card sharking, golf hustling, gunslinging. Now, we have an issue, obviously. It's a book. When the fuck am I going to read? Not yeah. that I, like, won't read it quickly. I mean, is when there the an audio book? F- Probably, but... Um, listen, I got no issue f- freeloading, but, like, there's only so much freeloading I can do off of Michaela's shit. Like, she does <laughs> actually, like, listen and read books and shit, so... Oh, yeah, they do have it on Audible. <clears throat> you read it or listen to it, whatever. So I'm thinking that Titanic Thompson is this like, you know, like Western, like cowboy, like outlaw, whatever, dude, he was like, like he, like there was one thing I saw that him, he had a, he, uh, like orchestrated a match with Ray Floyd and Lee Trevino. Like, dude, that does not feel like that long. That was like the sixties. Yeah. And I'm like, someone like, like who did all of these things definitely seems like it would be a lot longer ago and it's really not. So, um, but like, dude, this guy was just like a fucking hustler. Like that's all he did. He just hustled (laughs) everyone, everything, every way, like there was some, like someone challenged him to like a long drive contest they hit their ball. He waited until winter and hit it off a lake and it went way further because the lake was frozen. Like, dude, like shit like that, like all the time. <laughs> like, and I guess he was ambidextrous. So he would play people right-handed in golf, beat them. And then be like, oh, okay, well, I'll take you lefty this time. But he was actually left-handed. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and then take him again. So. That's I don't know. Dude was always skipping town, shit like that. Like, just uh, I love the name. I love the title of the book. He knew Ben Hogan. Like, 
Um, just, just wild. A little crazy. But he uh, for sure went to jail for killing people. I guess. <laughs> so I think what happened was, I think he killed one guy. And I don't know what year, early 1900s, maybe. Um, so instead of going to like trial or jail, the sheriff was just like, hey, if you like never come back, like we're, we're cool. He was like, okay, later. <laughs> we're, we're good. And then I think he for sure went to jail for killing uh, four people that robbed him. Jeez. Or... Yeah, they were always in self-defense. Huh. Always people trying to rob him, so... I think he went to jail for that. Did he not go to jail? He had to have gone to jail. Because those four uh, incidences kept kept. Uh, there was a a one one murder, a two, and then another one. Like so, those four murders in self defense, um, were not at like those four were not at once. It was separate instances over like twenty years. <laughs> So I guess if you're interested, Titanic Thompson, never heard of him until the other day. Hmm. Pretty good. I'll, uh, I added his, I added that book to my, my wish list on audible. So we'll see if I ever get to it. <laughs> if I actually get it, which, uh, fun, funny thing here. I don't, I mean, I don't give a fuck. We're not sponsored by audible. Um, and I guarantee no one from audible listens to this show, but you know, there's a trick that you can buy a credit on Audible if it costs, I don't know, whatever, 15 bucks, 20 bucks, however much it costs. You can listen to an audiobook and then you can return the book. So it leaves your library and you get your credit back. And then you can just get another book. You can listen to it. You can return that. I think you have six months. What the fuck? Really? Before the credit gets like used. Yeah. Here's your audible hack, everyone. So, oh, so for six months, you're good. So for six months, you can use one credit and just keep returning the book and get a new one, return the book and get a new one. Now, the downside to that is once you return the book, like, obviously you can't listen to it again, but like, how often does anyone ever go back and reread or re-listen to a book again? So I don't know. It, uh, I don't, I don't really care. I'm not going to, I'm, I, I do truthfully, like I probably won't actually listen to this book. Yeah. Um, I just thought the, the name and the character was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. So, but yeah, there's a little audible hack for anyone that's listening. Uh, you're welcome. Hopefully I, we don't get a cease and desist from fucking Amazon. <laughs> Seasons assists are easy. We just won't talk about Audible ever again. Yeah, we just... It's easy. All right, cool. Got it. Um, all right. So my final thought is going to be uh, Stranger Things. Uh, speak, we talked about Netflix earlier. Have you watched the latest season? Four, four episodes. Okay. So you're about halfway? Uh, so what, seven out and then two more come out later? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so I guess technically what 60% of the way, but you're like roughly halfway through four, 
four through of seven. Four, four of seven that are currently out. Yeah, yeah. Um, really fucking good, right? Yeah, it's definitely taking a turn, though. It's fucking... It's I creepy. Know, like, like <clears throat> one, season one was definitely like Goonies-ish. Yep. Season two, I fucking do not remember. Like, I don't remember. Like, two and three have just, like, the fucking same. Like, I know Will, Will is, like, a little bit, like, still in the yeah. inside out, like, fucking flashbacks and shit, whatever. Two but was they're mostly kids. <laughs> yeah, but, like, they're still mostly kids and still mostly, like, Goonies style-ish. Right, right. And then it became, like, a Cold War movie in season three. Yep. Because, like, Red Dawn style, like, there was a fucking Soviet lab in Hawkins, Indiana. Yeah. And then now it's, like, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's definitely more of a thriller or teetering on horror movie. It's a borderline, like, horror show. Yeah. Um, it's uh, pretty good, though. It's like, they, they, they've done well, right? So I guess you could say, like, the show has kind of like matured as the kids have too. Like, I mean, it's been six years since the first season came out. Yeah. Yeah. Like th- that first season was a lot. A li- I mean, you're dealing with like Demogorgons, like eating people alive and shit, but like, it was at least like a little bit more of like a playful feel, right? Cause they're young kids and they're playing dungeons and dragons and they're trying to get their friend back. And like I said, there's always been the dark elements there, but like it is full blown, like, Holy shit. Um, and so where did you, like, where did you end? Like, I, I don't know what the end of episode four is. is. This is this spoiler alerts or no. Um, it's not a real spoiler, but like, I don't want, I just don't want to give it away if you haven't seen the guy yet. Oh yeah. No, dude, that's. Uh... No, the, um, the, the, the dude, the original dude who lived in the house. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, um, so Nancy hasn't hasn't gone. It's just, it's so uh, if if you if you really care about this, spoiler alert! It's not really a spoiler alert. It's a fucking timestamp. But I am gonna say something that happened. So if you want to bail, I mean, we're on final thoughts anyway. Uh, Max just fucking came out of the the like vision or whatever the fuck. Oh, okay. Okay. That 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 was the end of episode four. Um, so I mean, I, this doesn't. It doesn't. This actually, I'm just. Gonna, I'll say it because it, it's what I, it doesn't take anything away from the show. Um, but there's a guy in the show that is played by Robert Englund, which I thought was really fucking cool um, because I think it fit the the way of the show. So for anyone that doesn't know, Robert Englund is the original Freddy Krueger um from those movies back in the 80s so oh the dude that's in prison yeah the dude in prison okay yeah no so that was in episode four sorry okay okay that's that's freddy krueger so okay i think that is really fucking cool because it's almost it's in a little way it's like an homage to like 80s horror and it also fits the genre more of like this season right with this fucking um what's his name vecna like the, yeah. this, this dude, like the first time he came on screen, I was like, holy shit, that looks like Freddy Krueger. And then like, I thought it looked like fucking like Venom meets Red. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would say Venom meets Red Skull. Cause yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. That's an easy one. Yeah. 
but I was like, oh yeah, no, it's like kind of reminds me of like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street a little bit too, right? Because it's the whole like dreaming thing type of thing. Like it had a very Nightmare on Elm Street vibe. And when I saw like the old dude in the jail, I was like, holy shit, that's Robert Englund. Like that's Freddy Krueger. Like it fits. And I, it's just me being a nerd, right? Like I just thought it was really fucking, fucking cool. Yeah, a huge fucking dork. But I thought that part was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, o- o- overall, um, it's fucking wild. Uh, the last the last three episodes, shit gets fucking crazy. Uh, so enjoy that. Well, as I say, I'm not going to make it to the end of the Celtics, so I might watch another episode. It depends if Michaela wants to stay up or not. Yeah, we're both watching it, so I won't watch it without her. Yeah, yeah, me and Amy binge watched it like, like last weekend, right? Something like that. Now we're on to uh, Star Wars because uh, obviously Obi-Wan, the TV show is out on Disney Plus. And I, wa- I, I watched the first three episodes, but Amy has never seen Star Wars. So she like, it doesn't make any sense to her. So this weekend we watched episode one and two. Um, yep. I We'll I would probably almost, I would almost only say you watch could, you could first three. You could probably skip. Um, you could probably skip six and just tell her what happens. Save her some trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah. she really wants to see it, but the fucking Ewok shit's a little much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... Obi-Wan you don't need unless unless she's like a big character development guy you don't need to do episodes one two three wait what did you say you watched ep- episodes one two three or chronological one two three episodes one and two. Oh, so, oh, far. oh, oh so it's not even four or five okay yeah yeah so you gotta do one you gotta do one through five at least yeah episode one through five I'm I'm I misheard you I thought you I thought you started with like a new hope. Oh no, no, no. Um oh bummer. You watched the second one. Uh yeah, the second one is not good. So unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta get at least through five. And if you're gonna do five, you may as well watch six. Right, right. I, don't well, I, I told her too. I said, I mean, we'll see after we get through the third one. Cause like realistically, you really kind of only have to watch like four, like the first four. Yeah, that's true. Um, to just to understand like the Obi-Wan, right? Like the yeah. first three, Obi-Wan takes place in the middle of three and four. Um, but I mean, we'll say I don't think she's super into them, but I told her like fr- straight out front too. I was like, fuck the last three, like episode seven, eight, nine. Like you only have to watch those if you want to watch those because those suck. Like and even just then episode eight is the movie where nothing happened episode eight is the worst star wars movie of all time we should torture ourselves it's worse than episode two (laughs) one day we should torture ourselves to see if episode eight was more useless than quantum of solace (laughs) because from what i remember and i've only seen each oh i have quantum of solace so i've probably watched it a couple times i just remember like if you want to talk about bridge movie yeah, but it's like I don't even I don't I was gonna go with a metaphor that probably doesn't work, but it's like a bridge to what? Like, yeah, it was almost like a bridge that like kind of brought you in a you back to like where you started. 
Yes. Because it's like it just served no purpose. Especially Star Wars. Because <clears throat> like it, you uh... like you saw some shit on the way. But it's like, how did this actually advance the story? Yeah. And it yeah. never did. Yeah. I mean, with Star Wars, they kind of did like a, so- a very soft reset for episode nine. Because they were like, yeah, we really fucked up. I think it was Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson really fucked up episode eight. Like, my bad. So JJ Abrams came back and was like, yeah, I'll just do right, a solid. I'll just do you guys a favor and like put some nostalgia in here. And like, you know, we'll get things going. Like I said, like it was like a very soft reset of everything. But then at that point you did a soft reset in the last fucking movie of the series. So it, it kind of didn't really work that great, but they tried. Um, but yeah, they fucked up episode eight so bad, which sucked because I think episode seven was pretty good. So, yeah, I thought seven was good. It's it's one of those where it's like because J.J. Abrams did seven and nine and it's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, why? Why couldn't you just fucking do all three? Because then you wouldn't have had to come back to save nine. Eight would have been probably better. And then nine could have been great. So. But whatever. Like I, like I said, like I told her, I was like, you don't have to watch those ones. Those ones fucking blow anyway. So, although Rogue One, probably worth a watch just because it's a good movie overall. I think yeah. I like, I think I like Rogue One more than I like any of the new Star Wars shit that's come out. Yeah, I mean, if Episode Five probably five then four are the best yeah and then like six and three are kind of like stuck in next and it's probably one then two yep then i don't really know where seven eight nine fit i don't know like i haven't seen them enough and again nine was like a solid for the fans eight was awful that's down there with two yeah i would say like the bottom the bottom rankings are eight and two. Put them, put them in either order you want. Whatever, would, they're the I same would put level. Eight, Just I make would put it, eight below two. Dante's like rings of hell. Like yeah, yeah. They're on, they're on, they're on the ninth floor. Yeah, but yeah, Rogue. So Rogue One probably slides in right around like that six three. Yeah, maybe above them. Yeah, definitely in the in that in that same realm with six yeah. and three. I mean, it leads right into four. Yeah. I don't know. So. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's going to do it. It's going to do it for us tonight. So uh, thank you guys for watching on YouTube. Make sure you click the thumbs up, subscribe, like rate review, uh, wherever you're listening as well. If you're an audio only guy uh, or gal or, transgender or whatever the fuck you are um you can get us on instagram at sarcasm speaks pod uh we're on twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks the facebook page is sarcasm speaks the website is sarcasmspeaks.com go to the merch store buy some merch i tried to make a meteor volcano 2024 shirt it ended up being a way more fucking work than i thought so I just didn't finish it. 
I had to like go into Canva and like make this whole design and then upload it to Redbubble, which we use for merchandise. And it was like this whole fucking thing. I was like, I, I might get it done eventually, but um, I, I haven't done it. I at least started it. Um, thank you to uh, grillyourassup.com. Uh, go to grillyourassup.com. Use the promo code SarcasmPod uh, for 15% off your entire order every single time you check out. Um, is that it? Is that all of it? I think so. I think so. I didn't realize the Celtics game was already on. I thought it was a nine o'clock start. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, they're in Boston. No, they're not. Oh, they're not? <laughs> really? They're, in, they're still out there. Is this game two or three? Game two. Oh, shit. I thought it was game three. Never mind. Hey, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Can you tell I'm a big basketball guy? Huge. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>